Hey, what's up, guys? Eric and Parker here from Rockcast. We have conversations with rock stars. You can check out rockcastshow.com for more info about us. You've been hearing us talk a little bit about MyPillow and the great products that they have. I know you're probably saying, Eric, what could conversations with rock stars and sleeping have in common? Well, we'll tell you. There's nothing better than hitting a mattress with not just one layer, not two. We're talking three amazing layers of comfort. That's right. That's my pillow. Now, let me tell you about it. The first layer is the MyPillow patented foam. Now, layer two has the transitional foam. And of course, finally, we come to layer three, which could be the most important layer of all. And that is because the body temperature is regulated throughout the entire night from their phase change material. Again, use promo code ROCKCAST or 800-646-5719. That's 800-646-5719 for up to 66% off. Isn't it time that you had a good night's sleep? What's going on, guys? Eric Black here, Parker Miner, right over there, hanging out. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Rockcast with Eric and Parker. Thanks for joining us. Listen, if you are simply just listening, you're missing out on half the show. You got to go to if you're on Spotify, you already know the situation. We've got video on Spotify for some reason. Yep. Don't yeah. tell them. Don't tell them. They'll take it away. Don't tell them. Yes. Uh, you can subscribe, then get every single episode that we throw out. Uh, it's only 14 times a day, so it's pretty cool. It's not a big deal. Uh, good luck with that as well. But go follow us all over the place because, quite frankly, we're lonely people. We're <laughs> a very lonely people. Yes, we are. We just need hugs. That's really where it's at for us. Um, Parker, how are you, buddy? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Good. It's just good. another good rock cast day, man. So we're 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 set. This is going to be a good one. It is going to. It's already it's already yeah. a good one. And we know within the first like five minutes of talking to the guest if it's going to be good or bad. And yeah. um, this is going to be a four hour conversation. Yeah, mm. maybe five. All right. So here's the thing. This guest on the show this week, this month, this time, um, a very cool dude. We uh, we first found out about him when we were in radio. Parker, yeah. uh, whenever that was, uh, Probably that. yeah, yeah, we got out, we escaped, and they haven't found us yet. Um, mm. He's been he he's done he's another radio host, he's a show host, he does so many, he's got books that we'll get into all of it. Uh, but he is, I, I'm excited to hear about the stories that this dude is going to tell us because the amount of stories is rock star status. The type of stories are going to be rock star status. It's it's going to be a good show. We have Lou Brutus on the show from uh, Hard Drive and Hard Drive XL. Uh, Lou, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. I'm I'm feeling good that you know maybe the world is coming out of the pandemic era. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll get some concerts before the world blows itself up. So the clock <laughs> is fucking ticking. Can yeah, we have, let's can have, we have fun? Can we have just a few, just a few, and then blow it up? We just need a few. That's all we're asking for. That's it. You know, I, I made it to some shows last year. Uh, for example, I've been hosting Rock Fest in Cadott, Wisconsin for yeah, a number yeah. of years. And um, the vibe at that was really, really good. Um, you know, the, the latest variation had just sort of been announced in July of last year. But, you know, everybody was pretty much vaxxed because everybody had to be vaxxed to be backstage and be on tours mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Yep. And and the feeling was that, that we're out of this. So I'm seeing everybody for the first time in over a year and we're hugging and kissing and it's great to see you and it's all over. And then 
by the time I was on stage to host the Blue Ridge Rock Fest in September, everybody's locked down, yeah. you know, like ants in fucking uh, anthills all uh, over the, yeah. the concert ground. So, uh, um, you know, it was a very different vibe between the two in just a couple of months. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good that that maybe at least that thing is behind us. And, uh, you know, I, I just wouldn't want to be, a, you know, a rock fan in Russia right now because oh, right. uh, no. everybody's canceling their tours as well. Yep. They should. And yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I just yeah. hope for the best over there. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you you now here's the thing now you uh, you're on the same side as we are as far as uh, hosting shows. Your shows are uh, exceptional. Our shows are. Well, you're on the show. It's you see what's going on. Um, it's exceptional now that he's on the show. I'm always yeah. shaky of any show that would have somebody like me on it. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Thanks. As you should. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Oh um, my gosh! But you, man, here's the thing: you guys have been you've been doing radio for forever. I mean, your what hard drive is 25 years old now? Uh yeah, 25 last Fourth of July. And by the way, Eric, uh, I, I realize this is your nice way of saying this guy's old. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I've seen all the good bands. That's I didn't thing. say that though. I yeah. didn't say that. Just for the record, just for the record, I don't need hate mail. He's he's not old. He, no, and I don't feel old. Actually, he, he didn't say it. This is recorded. You can scroll <laughs> right. back. That's right. We'll scroll. No, man, that's that's awesome. And then hard drive XL. Uh, that's uh, four, four, 15? 14? I think that's fifteen years old. Yeah, I think we just hit the fifteenth anniversary of that. Um, it's Fourth of July weekend for the wow. the original weekend show, and and that was twenty five years last year. So, wow. Wow. yeah, you know, it's kind of weird to measure anything in your life. <laughs> in time increments that large, yeah. uh, but I'm happy for it. You know, when I, I, I first started to host hard drive that, uh, that summer, I remember my program director at the time I was working for uh, rock one Oh three, five WRCX great radio station in Chicago. And uh, my program director, Dave Richard, Sergeant hair club said, you know, shows like this, you know, they might last a year. And I'm like, eh, so I'll do it for a year, you know, yeah. no big deal. And, you know, yeah. here we are still talking about it over uh, a quarter of a century later, you know, <laughs> oh man, no wonder I'm deaf. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is not only are you doing the radio stuff, but man, you do photography, you do uh, you cover shows and events and doing all that stuff. Oh, you've been doing this for quite some time. I, I yeah. want to know some of the changes that you've seen over the years in the industry. And I'm talking about, you know, from the bands to to the shows, to the festivals. I mean, what are some of the things that, that you save this whole fiasco that's happening right now? But in the normal world, what would that you know, what are some of those things? Well, the, I, I mean, probably the most noticeable thing to me at live events is the fact that there's not clouds of dope smoke everywhere yeah. like there used to be. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. in, in my memoir, Sonic Warrior, that came out uh, a little over or a little under two years ago now, uh, the opening chapter is on the first concert I went to, which was Black Sabbath and Ted Nugent, Madison yeah. Square Garden, New York, December 76. We just had and Nugent on the show. Yeah, what's oh i know yeah yeah I, I watched some of that um and you know he had such a great string of records yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not not that more current stuff from him is is bad but he had a really incredible streak with those first mm -hmm. epic albums the ted nugent album free yeah. for all which was his current album at that point cat scratch fever double i've gonzo great performances shittiest live recordings you've ever heard in your life but, but still <laughs> still a great record uh yeah. and and saw him many times through the years but uh you know, I remember being just sort of a snot-nosed kid, and my older sister had brought me to the show, walked into the garden, and there was literally a cloud 
of 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 cheap dirt weed oh, smoke yeah. <laughs> and you can <laughs> barely see wild. the other side of madison square garden it's it, it's not hyperbole it's like you couldn't yeah. see the other side <laughs> so uh you know so 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 there's 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 sort of you know cosmetic changes like that um you know there's been some major things that have gone on through the years the fact that bands can't really make any money on their music anymore yep. yeah you know yep. uh and and it's not only that I think we're a couple of generations deep into music fans. I hate when people do that, but all the music yeah. fans who, if you bring up the idea of actually paying anything for any kind of music, they tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, it's like, what kind of fan are you? You know, yep, and it, it came up fairly recently with, uh, you know, there were some folks who uh, uh, some artists who pulled their music off of, spotify and yep. and i i said well hey if if you can't get your favorite music on a particular service maybe you try buying an album from the artist right. fuck you why should i pay for music <laughs> and it's like oh okay you know yeah oh, and, and, yeah. And, and the part and 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 listen i'm no luddite i understand how the technology works now and it's certainly convenient i use it too um but i also like physical things and products and Me too. You know, I, yeah. I, I I think that's something that's missing for a lot of folks now. Um, you know, I, I think half the reason why people like buying vinyl is the double albums. You can still fold them up out yeah. and use them to clean the seeds out of your weed, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and you knew if somebody, you know, when I was a kid, if somebody yeah. had an album like Yes Songs, some oh, prop yeah. rock stuff, and it had a fold out, you know, there were always seeds inside. <laughs> yeah, Lou, there was there's always thing. something impersonable about going to a radio station and then you winning an album on air, and then they're like, Here you go, here's a piece of paper that has your digital code on it. That's what we were oh, getting man. into, and then it was just I couldn't do it. So it was like we were trying when we worked in radio, we were making sure we could get the physical albums because there is something to that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, uh, and, and even with, and I've, I've got a lot of CDs. I didn't keep most of my vinyl. I used to have a lot more vinyl, but mm -hmm. I, I being in radio for years, I moved so often for many years yeah. that packing that stuff up, literally it weighed thousands of pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to deal with that anymore. And, and again, I was never like a, a vinyl guy um, yeah. per se. I did keep all the autographed stuff and the, the sort mm -hmm. of rarer promo thing. So I've still got a nice chunk of vinyl. But most what was of the heavier? What was, heavier? Your, was your box of Playboy magazines heavier or the vinyls? Which one? Oh, the vinyl. The vinyl weighs more. The vinyl <laughs> yes. always weighs more. And and you know, let you know what a nerd I am. I always had more mad magazines than I did yeah. Playboy <laughs> nice. magazines. Okay, okay, I can dig that. So, All right. The usual gang of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I, you you brought it up. You said that you you know you have so much so much stuff. I've seen your posts on Instagram. I've seen all the member not I've seen all the memorabilia, but I've seen stuff some of the stuff that you've been posting. Man, you have an extensive collection of memorabilia from. I mean, it just just name a few people that you have. Ah. Uh... Everybody, I, I, that's what I, I don't even know where exactly. to start. Um, uh, and and just so folks know, you know, I, I've I've attended more than and and I say music events. I don't say concerts. I, I say three thousand live events because you know I've done live concert broadcasts with no audience, where I've yeah. I've hosted and done the interview things with the bands, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I've done lots of those things, or uh, you know, other sorts of 
non-audience events that were in fact live music events. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I, I kind of count them all in the, uh, in the same pile, but from all of those things, I've kept everything related to them. Every ticket stub, oh sticky pass, laminate. I have a huge collection of posters, um, autographed guitars, stage outfits. Um, but, but yeah. most of it is really, you know, tickets, passes, guitar picks, set lists. I, I think, and uh, again, like you referred to, I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to loosely organize everything uh, f- for a book. Uh, I think if you count it just as individual pieces, it, it's probably 10 to 20,000 pieces. I, I don't know. I honestly wow. don't know. Um, the posters, I'm guessing, are 500 to 1,000. The guitar picks, which I have arranged, that was the first part I did, That that that's over 2,000 guitar picks, which wow. sounds like a lot, but I, I've spoken to guitar pick collectors as I posted this stuff on social media, just yeah. in little dribs and drabs, and they're like, hey, really good, great collection, really cool stuff. Yeah, I've got 11,000 picks, and I'm like, oh, man, you know. Wow. But the thing is, yeah. those are people who only collect guitar picks that's their thing um whereas i i just collect from everything that i sort of come in contact with so yeah uh, right and and then again a lot of it is uh like particularly the posters they're covered in signatures i've got ozfest posters signed by every band on the tour that year or um you know i probably a thousand thousands of autographed cds and mm-hmm. you know and none of it and none of it's out in my house where it can be an enjoy enjoyed it's all locked up oh, in yeah. yep. storage yep. units and stuff yep. so but the idea this year is to get a handle on the get it loosely organized uh and then have my lit agent try and sell the idea of a book what i would like to do is a coffee table book and call it Three th- one man, 3,000 concerts, the greatest collection of rock and roll shit ever assembled by a single human being. <laughs> yes, that is and, and it'll just it'll just be all that stuff, probably by band. Um, yeah. That yeah. was the that was the first book I, I wanted to uh, to put out. Um, and uh, my lit guy said, well, you know, that's going to be expensive because it's a large format book. It's pictures. So it's all color ink. It costs a lot more to do. Ooh put out a memoir, maybe a follow-up to that, prove that you can sell books. And then, you know, it'll be an easier time finding somebody to, uh, to publish that. So two years later, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's man, because there's all the the other stuff I got to do. So, you know, I, I, I want to get the book out more than anything else I'm doing, but you know, it, it, it's just hard. It's hard work and I'm lazy, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot going on right now, mentally, physically, emotionally, uh, yeah. spiritually. There's a lot going on right now. Um, but man, I think uh, I, I'm I'm we're gonna we're gonna kind of go back to the rock and roll situation because I just had a sure. thought, which is it's rare by the way. It's it's not because I wanted it's to change the subject. It's lonely up there. It is. Yes, there's, it there's, is. there's not a whole lot up here. That's why you know that's why we're doing radio. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <clears throat> so when we're uh, when, when and oh, I was lost it for now. Oh, here we he's go. I think I lost it. Now we I just I see I showboated. I showboated that, a little bit. It's that cloud of weed from Madison Square Garden <laughs> coming right. up on us. <laughs> I thought that was a fog machine. Oh no. That's no. not. All right, that's fair. Um well, <laughs> you know, there's there's okay, so we've talked about uh shows, we've talked about memorabilia. Let's let's move a little bit to photography because that's how I started <laughs> off uh in life. I'm not that great, but I do what I can. Moved over to videography, but this, some of the, and again, we're going to go back to Instagram because some of the things, some of the the photos that you've been posting, especially 
of the moon with the planes and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. That's insane, dude. I I'm 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 looking at this and I'm just like that that doesn't seem like it's supposed to happen, but it's it, it, it happens actually all of the time if if you're willing to do what I do and literally stare at the sun for six hours at a clip <laughs> uh, or stare at the moon through the course of a night. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wanted to do a share screen, I, I could I could punch up a couple of these pictures if you want. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. yeah no, like, here, I'll, I'll explain the whole thing. Uh, and, and actually, that is probably going to be my next book. And, and I'll explain the premise behind the book. But the pictures uh, you're talking about, it's become sort of a hobby of mine, photographing planes as they fly across the surface of the moon or the sun. Which mm -hmm. sounds really weird when you say it out loud, but it looks very cool when it happens. And, and it actually happens all the time. If you're willing to stare at the sun <laughs> for six to eight hours a day, you will, in yep. fact, see planes fly across. Now, this started for me um, during the last uh, total eclipse, which would have been mm. 2018. No, 2017, I think. 2017. Well, yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah um regardless i was down in south carolina with my aunt and my uncle and uh we found some place in the path of totality in a, a little town called saluda south carolina a little cemetery so yeah. i set up my tripod and 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 my big 300 lens and uh pointed it up and first i had a solar filter on it and then when it switched over to the total eclipse i took the filter off and got the classic sort of dark star you know yeah. ringed and mm -hmm. at the height of the eclipse a plane flew across a small wow. plane at a, at a couple thousand feet and i got the pictures of it and uh, i sent the picture picture out to the wire services and by the next morning it it had it had gone everywhere on the planet it had been picked up by dozens of international news services and stuff yeah. And I, I wish I had that picture ready to show you, but I, I have a couple other examples of uh, one of a, a, a picture on the sun and one on the moon. Let me punch up the, the sun picture first. Yeah. Can you see that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. Awesome. Um, so I haven't that, seen that one. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That, that one is one of the newer ones. Um, that was a flight going from, uh, I think from Florida up to Newark, New Jersey. And something had happened up at Newark. So they put all of the planes along the route into a holding pattern. So this one that was flying around the DC area in a circle, which is why he sort of curved. And he's coming at this point, he's coming back into the, the Newark flight path and mm -hmm. uh, gunning his engines. Wow. Um, so the, uh, the other one is um, this is another recent one. You have that. Okay. Ooh, oh, wow. yeah. Now that the, 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 I'm going to tell you the story of this picture, it, it's going to sound kind of unbelievable, but it's not. A couple of weeks ago, I was on a Zoom with a, a friend of mine. She's like a music management person. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Sarah, and um, we had a session coming up with one of her artists the next day. She and she would normally be on it, and she said, "Oh, I won't be able to be on on the call tomorrow." I have to fly to Paris. And I said, oh, poor Sarah has to go to Paris. And I said, man, you're in L.A. That's got to be a really long flight. And she said, well, you know, there's no directs. They break it up. Uh, so I have to fly into Dallas first. And she's seen these pictures of mine before and has expressed an interest. So I said, oh, I'll be sure to get a picture of your plane on the moon tomorrow night. And we both laughed. And, and that was that. So the next night, 
it's clear as a bell and it's the 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 snow moon it's the february full moon and i'm trying to get planes flying across it and yeah. I, I see one coming up towards my area and and it's a Dallas flight going to Paris. And I'm thinking, no way. oh, it can't be her. <laughs> no and, way. And so the plane gets closer. Now, normally planes on this flight path are either going to veer a little bit west of me or south. So I didn't think it would hit the moon, but I thought maybe I'll see it. I'll do a screen grab of it on the on the flight tracking app and I'll, I'll send it to Sarah and see if it was her flight. Wow. Damn flight hits the moon. So what? I get that picture you're looking at what? and uh, I, I, I run into the house and I do some quick editing on it. And I email it to her. And I'm like, Sarah, oh remember God. yesterday, I'm kidding about the, the picture. I said, are, are you on American Airlines flight 48 for out of Dallas to Paris? And she's no. like, holy shit, I'm on that plane right now. So, so anyway, that that's, the, so story cool. of that, uh, that's wow. the story of that photo. Dude, um, that is unbelievable. Now, now the thing is, uh, I started doing these about a year ago. Uh, I thought about that, that eclipse picture I told you about and mm-hmm. uh, uh, started noticing some planes flying close to the moon. And, and so I started trying to get pictures and then I thought, oh, I have the solar filter from the eclipse. So in all of my spare time, I've been trying to get these pictures and I've gotten one to 200 of them and I've put them together in a book um, in, uh, tentatively entitled Zen and the Art of Photographing Aircraft on the sun and the moon. And my lit agent, Bob DeForio, DeForio Literature, is uh, is shopping it to publishers right wow. now. So uh, we'll wow. see if somebody wants to publish a book of uh, 100 or so of my best uh, solar yeah. and lunar transit shots. So, yeah. so this is what I do. This is <laughs> it, It's such awesome. a weird life for me. I'm either holed up in a studio yep. talking to myself, even though it's going out, you know, over the country and <laughs> all over Europe and Canada and stuff. Yeah. Uh, or I'm at a concert chasing rock stars or running on stage, or I'm standing out in the middle of a fucking field, staring <laughs> up at the sun, trying to get planes fly across it. That's all a, I do. Those are three things. What that a I, random I life. My dog, Darla, and I hang out with my dog, Darla. So yes. the four things I have in life. That's oh what I do. Gosh. Wow. Well, like but, damn good life. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome, man. I, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's good work. If you can get it, if that's you, right. yeah, you can get it. Um, but man, uh, the, the, just, I don't know. That's just pretty cool that you can actually do that. And I know that, you know, with a lot of equipment, a lot of know-how like you have, it's it's uh, something that can be done. But, man, it just intrigues me. I don't know why. I just just intrigues well, me. Well, you, you know, you know, photography, I mean, technically, those pictures are, they're not hard to take. You need a solar filter. Yeah. And it it, yeah. it, it, it helps to have a camera that will shoot incredibly fast because those shots I like to take at one eight thousandth of a second to freeze that plane and the contrail and stuff as, as much as you can. But other than that, it's really just patience and sitting around hoping for a plane to hit the sun. Yeah. Or the moon. So what, what anyway, are you shooting with? What's the camera? Uh, I have a pair of Nikon D four S they used to be the top of the line, which is the D sixes. Now, now they're bringing in mirrorless cameras. Now I'll, yeah. I, I think probably my next camera will be, you know, whatever the top of the line Nikon mirrorless is at that point. And, and then I'm going to have to replace all the, like everything has to be replaced from the ground up. So that's oh, going to yeah. be, you know, a, yep. a couple of bucks, you know, bucks. but, but, but it's worth it because, you know, the photography is what I do to stay sane. Right. And even when I have bands use my stuff, uh, for example, you know, there's a number of my pictures on the latest cheap trick record. Um, I, I just let the bands use the pictures. I don't want to take money 
yeah, from yeah. bands that I play, even if it's, you know, totally legit. I just, you know, it, it, it it's not, it, it just wouldn't be cool. And yeah. certainly there's lots of people who run around and they, they shill for different companies and they, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, drink this iced tea. Uh, and let me get a picture of it while we're doing our interview. <laughs> on it. Like, it's just kind of not cool. Yeah. I don't know about the yeah. legality of it either, but right. Um, right. You know, so uh, so I just like taking the pictures. It's fun. Yeah, for man. Me. That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so <clears throat> we there's I mean, I'm trying to dig through all these questions because I know we're, we're limited. But, man, there's so many things, so many stories that you can tell us about some of the artists. Not not uh, we're not looking for headlines. We're not looking for any of those things. Just cool stories that that you can look back and say, man, I'm, I'm so glad that I got to know those people. Um, what are a couple of those stories? You know, th- there's one, and and I don't say it as a way of plugging my book, Sonic Warrior, My Life is a Rock and Roll Reprobate Tales of Sex, Drugs, and Vomiting at Inopportune Moments. I would never dream of doing that. But there is a story in there, and, and it, you know, it, it sort of gets to the heart of being a kid and always wanting to be on the radio and, and just all didn't care about school, cared about rock and roll. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite bands growing up was Kiss. My second concert was uh, Kiss on the Rock and Roll Over Tour. Sammy Hagar opened. It was one of the worst nights of Sammy's life. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that that story in, in a moment. Um, yes. it, it's funny now, and it's funny for Sammy, but it was a tough night for him. But yeah. uh, a- anyway, huge Kiss fan and, and got to know the Kiss guys through the years and have done a lot of stuff with them. But uh, it was during the Hot in the Shade tour years ago. Um the band was coming to Providence, Rhode Island, where I was working at the time. And, uh, you know, the, the hotline in the studio rings uh, uh, about a week before. And, uh, you know, the voice says, hello, this is Gene Simmons of Kiss. May I speak to Lou Brutus, please? And Gene, it's Lou. What's up, man? Well, you may not be aware, but Kiss is playing at the Providence Civic Center. And I'm like, yeah, Gene, it's kind of a big deal. So yeah. Yeah, what's up? He goes, well... Uh, you, you may be interested to know that we have a day off before the show in Providence. And I wanted to see if perhaps the night before, if you would like to hang out and do some guy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so, um, so the night, the night, uh, the night before the concert, um, me, I'm trying to think who was with us. Sharon Shafino. She worked at WHJY at the time. Um, okay. Chris Herman was another guy on the air there. Great guy. He's still in radio. Um, so the three of us, I get a limo for us and we go over to the Biltmore in downtown Providence, you know, oh, wow. yeah. and we meet Gene. And I think Andre uh, was his bodyguard at the time who worked for Gene for many, many years. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so we get in the car and I'm like, what do you want to do? And Gene said, well, are there any rock and roll bands? I'd like to check out some rock bands. And uh, it was like a Monday night, I think. And uh, Sharon said, well, there's really nothing going on, Gene, but you know, there's local band night at the living room and the living room, famous rock club in in Providence. And uh, he said, I'd I'd like to check out some local bands. And, uh, and I mean, local bands were, you know, it's like 50 bands are playing that night for 15 or 20 minute sets, you know? Um, So we go over there. And I'm walking like maybe 20 feet behind Gene. And, you know, with the hair up, he's like, you know, six foot 10. He's oh, yeah. kind of yep. hard to miss. And he's yep. wearing a, a, a body length black leather trench coat. And uh, <laughs> one of the things I remember most is we're working on these cobblestones that were outside of the club. 
And Gene walks past a guy whose band has obviously just played. And he's loading his, his amp into the back of like a beat up, rusty old pickup truck. And Gene walks by and the, the guy is like a kid. He looks like he was about 16 or 17. And he his jaw drops and then he drops his amp. And he turns to his friend and goes, the fucking Gene Simmons just walked in. <laughs> so, so we walk into the club and, and Gene and Andre walk towards the stage. Chris, Sharon and I, we walk to the bar, of course, you know, course, yes. we are. I order up a couple of shots of Jack Daniels and Chris and I Absolutely. go to the and I go, we're out with Gene Simmons. It's the best night ever. And uh, <laughs> with that, Andre grabs us by the arm and goes, too many people got to go. And we look over and Gene is like 40 people deep all around him. Everybody sees him walk in. They can't miss him. And literally the crowd just all around. Wow. Him. So yeah. we sort of very friendly uh, um, extract him from that. And we get back in the car. And, uh, you know, say, Gene, sorry about that. He said, oh, no, well, you know, it happens all the time. I'm kind of famous. And uh, we said, well, what do you want to do next? And he said, well, I'd like to go bowling, but I don't want any pussy bowling. I want man's bowling. I'm like, okay. say that again. He's like, I don't want pussy bowling. I want man's bowling. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Sharon Sitting next to me, she was a lifelong Rhode Islander. She said, oh, wait, duck pin. You don't want duck pin bowling. He said, duck pins, oh, pussy bowling. Oh, I yeah. want man's bowling, manly balls. Oh. I want man's balls. And I'm like, oh, okay. He doesn't want the little tiny, you know, the balls. Yep. Are really big. So we end, up, okay. we end up at the Cranston Bowl in Cranston, Rhode Island, famous historic bowling lane and the owner gives us a couple of lanes down at the end and and we bowl till after closing time and uh gene simmons is the best bowler on the planet everything he throws is a strike and he starts doing trick shots behind the back two balls crisscrossing at once blindfolded through the like everything he's doing is is a strike finally i'm like gene you're the best bowler i've ever seen how'd you get so good and he looked at me he said lou Paul and I have been on the road some 30 some odd years. We neither drink nor take drugs. There's nothing else to fucking do out here. And he said, I don't mean to brag, but I've also seen every major motion picture since 1972. Oh my God. And and that's, you know, and, and it's kind of funny, but also think about it. Think about the years on the road, particularly those early years where kiss was doing, 175 200 dates a year that's brutal yeah, and, and 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 a big sort of physical show think of all the time you know when you're on the road you know but when people think about being on the road they think oh i'll go to new york city and we'll party and it'll be great no. but most of the time on the road you're, you're in you know you're in moline and you're in the quad cities or you know you're in places that don't have like an all night sort of nightlife in them right. uh, yep. and and your 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 chances of entertainment are kind of limited you are the entertainment that has come to the town that's right yeah so there's not a lot so so it was really kind of a telling moment and I, I know gene rubs some people from time to time the wrong way every time I've seen gene Simmons with fan fans particularly this night, he stopped and signed autographed until nobody wanted anything else signed. Wow. When he has the time, he is the nicest celebrity on the planet. If he does not have time, he will tell you, I'm sorry, I do not have time. Um, and, and that's just it. He's, uh, he's very, 
forward. And uh, anyway, if my 14 year old self who had seen the rock and roll over tour in 1977 could have transported himself to that night, he would have been very, very happy to be there. So, oh yes. my gosh, I can't. Anyway, I mean, that's just one story. I mean, I can tell you more if you I want. I love but, it. We, you that, know, this is why we do the show, man. We, we love these, these stories, and especially if they're. You know, we again, we're not looking for the headlines. We're not looking for any any crap like that. We're just having just normal conversations that, you know, it's when just we, fun. It's when just, we started this show, we said one person that we know tells damn good stories we got to have on here at some point, and that's Lou Brutus. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. The day yeah. has come because you're well, the king well, of stories, man. Well, th thank you, A, for those kind words, and thank you again for having me on. And, you know, the 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 thing with the stories that I tell on the air and, and the ones that made it into the book, and I've already outlined the, the second memoir. Um, so I know what all the chapters and stories will be in it. Um, there were a lot of other things I could have put in it. You know, I've been around rock bands for 40 years. Yeah. You see some things go on, but I, th those weren't the kind of stories I wanted to tell. Cause I didn't want to yep. make anybody, you know, miserable or unhappy or, or ruin their lives. Right. Um, and maybe I could have sold more copies, but my book sold out. So, you know, I, it, you it did fine with, with what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, didn't want to be that guy who wrote that 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 kind of a book. And again, I've seen enough stuff that's sort of funny and crazy that mm. I could write several books and and not have to resort to trashing anybody's life. It was funny because after the book was initially announced, I heard from a number of people who were like, "Hey, man, congratulations! I heard you signed a book deal." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm really excited. Book's done. You know, we're ready for publishing." And they're like, "So." would there be a story in there? Like maybe this happened. And I'm like, no, that story's not in there. You know, <laughs> don't worry. You're fine. That yeah. happened about half a dozen times. Yeah. I bet. I bet <laughs> a lot of people's, a lot of people's buttholes puckered at that point in time. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, I, I think part of the reason why I get to do so much stuff is I know how to act, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and, and not flapping your jaws is one thing, but also there, you know, particularly when you travel, not when you're, not just when you're backstage and around bands and doing stuff, but in particular, if you are allowed to sort of travel with them, you got a bunk on the bus or a seat on the plane, you know, there are, there are rules of the road. There are do's and don'ts and, you know, you don't want to be an asshole. You know, yep. that's, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. So, uh, yeah. And you I, know, and I think that, that's really, that's all it really actually said on the 10 commandments, the original 10 commandments, <laughs> don't yeah. be an asshole. You know, <laughs> essentially what it was all about take take that to heart it's true yeah it's oh yeah it's absolutely true those are the um, ten commandments that they that you find in the uh, indiana jones movies i believe that's right yeah that's yeah. right the indiana yeah. jones ones <laughs> well uh, lou it's it's no secret that you are a fan of slipknot um you know Corey taylor uh, they're those bums they'll never have They'll never amount to anything. Listen, all I'm saying is they're the best indie band this year. So we'll see how they do. But I'm just saying they're they're good now. This year is coming out in their first time ever, never before. Anyway, uh, it, it's no so it's no secret you're a big fan. They're a big fan of you. My question, sir, and this has been burning a hole in my heart. When are you going to get a mask? <laughs> boy i need one more than them with this face uh now i you know that that's 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 for the band uh you know we we kid around uh or have kidded uh, you know before that i'm the 10th not whatever that means <laughs> yes. um listen they're they're just they were one of the bands that that sort of renewed my faith in in music and in rock music 
it, it was particularly exciting, you know, that first tour, that the, the first tour cycle, you know, with, with, you know, the official debut release, the, 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 the first record on mm-hmm. Roadrunner, you know, that tour cycle went for like two years and I'm, I must've seen right 30 or 40 of those shows. I've still got all the, excuse me, laminates and ticket stubs. And uh, yeah. particularly from back then, um, I, I was really voraciously making sure I got all of the Slipknot posters I could. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I, I must have 30, 40 posters from that era, wow. a lot from like New Zealand, Australia, Japan, the US, mm-hmm. Europe, you know, the band would come back and I hit up their management people. I'm like, what, what what kind of posters did you bring back you know what can you get <laughs> yeah. or you know uh and and i had i think all of them signed by all nine members wow uh and and some of the like there's one poster in particular that came a little bit later and i've posted this online before if anybody wants to search for it on facebook or instagram or my twitter um i think it was on the second tour and they did the jaeger music tour now by then they were already playing arenas and stadiums, but mm-hmm. to sort of hype up the, uh, you know, the word on the new record, mm-hmm. they played large clubs, small theaters, and it was just fucking bedlam. Anyway, one of these shows was at a, a now defunct club called Nation in Washington, D.C., and it was in a really nasty part of town. Like you would walk out after a show on a Friday night and then yeah. hear pop, 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 pop yeah. from all the handguns and all the ah, gang right. stuff going on. Ah, uh, anyway, the uh, Nationals Baseball Park is there now. But yeah. anyway, I, I walked into the gig that night and uh, in, in the lobby, there was like a, a big window with uh, a poster in it. And uh, it was a, a poster done for the show. And then I looked at it closely. It wasn't one sheet of paper. It was like nine or 12 or, or something pieces of paper that were individual like puzzle pieces of the poster that were then taped together on the back to make one ginormous poster for the lobby. So as soon as the band started, I got some pictures. Then I ran to find the manager. I'm like, Hey, Lou Brutus. Nice to meet you. (laughs) What's going to happen to that poster? Oh, normally we just, I'll take it. And uh, I got it and then had the nine, uh, all nine guys sign it in Philadelphia, like a day or two later. So, and and that, that's a one of a kind poster. Most everything else is, is super rare, but uh, yeah. um, In, in the, in the, and again, this sort of gets back to the memorabilia we were talking about before, but um out of all of the posters, I probably have the most of both um, Slipknot and Cheap Trick, who are two of my favorite bands. Wow. And again, all the Cheap Trick ones are, are pretty much signed by everybody, you know, uh, yeah. whether it was the uh, when Bunny was in the band or, or of course, Dax Nielsen on drums now. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's, it's funny, uh, I, I guess a couple of years ago now, I was down in Florida. I, I traveled a little bit with Cheap Trick at that point. They were doing a tour with ZZ Top, and I was going to hop on the road and do pictures for them. And, and just they're, they're friends of mine for a long time. I just like seeing them. They're all really yeah. good guys. Yeah. So anyway, I, I had a you know usual stack of stuff, you know, and the band signed it, and I'm putting it away. And it's just it's just Rick Nielsen and I in the dressing room. And and Rick, by the way, if you're not aware, if you think I'm a degenerate collector of things, Rick Nielsen has some sort of like something going on in his head wow Rick collects all sorts of stuff he he loves civil defense stuff from the cold war when i give him gifts that's usually what i give him. I try and find old <laughs> civil defense stuff 
<coughs> excuse me, in his Rick's Picks Museum show, he uh, not only had all his music related stuff, um, they had collected. Now, here's a guy who's been traveling professionally since the 1960s. Rick Nielsen has kept every boarding pass from every airline flight oh he has God. ever taken. Like that's, that's, th there's wow. something wrong with a man who would do that. <laughs> wow. But anyway, now here's a guy who understands collecting. So anyway, I'm, I'm like rolling up the set list and posters I had signed and, and, and Rick looks at me, he goes, what do you do with it all? <laughs> and I said, what, what do you mean? He said, I collect all sorts of stuff. What do you do with it? And I said, honestly, Rick, I'm going to put it in a poster rolls. It's going to go in a storage and God knows if I'll ever see it again. And he just went, oh, I know just what you mean, you know? <laughs> I, and I think I I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's some sort of psychological problem. People uh, like myself have with collecting stuff, but you know, maybe I'll end up on hoarders or one of those shows. Yeah. One day, yeah. but, I, I yeah. get it though, because I have in my closet just around the corner, I literally have old radio station posters. And I think it's yep. the point of just knowing that you, have it and it, it is there and if you want to go yeah. back and look at it cool but there's some kind of peace of mind like if you knew you didn't have something it would bother you yeah and that's oh yeah yeah or or you know like if uh, you know cheap trick guitar picks i have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of for each tour rick might do it looks like the same pick but then you realize there's like 48 different variations of that pick <laughs> and of course i gotta have them all because i'm yep, yeah. sick in the head um but when i find like i've got 47 out of the 48 and i'm like i've got to get them and like i won't sleep for a week until i track down one of those picks and trade somebody for it or something actually can i show you something really quick can i lean yeah. down here yeah yeah <laughs> If you have picks, oh man, wow! So notebooks, and then you can get whoa. They're, they're for coin yeah. collecting. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! And then you just and they actually, I, I think they, these are these are twenty pocket pages. The thirty pocket pages fit pretty much most anything else, but there's all sorts of wow. That's awesome. And, and these are alphabetical, lot. um, and then grouped by band. Yeah. And I've got three of those that are just stuffed and filled with wow. picks. I, I thought uh, you were breaking out a book of pogs. You remember those? A what? I'm Pog? sorry. Remember pogs? No, oh. I never had pogs. No. Oh man, but that that is a lot of picks. That is so cool. Well, I, I, all I can know. remember, all I can remember, there's a line in The Simpson: "Pogs are back." <laughs> or Alf is back and Pogs have got him. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think well, um, I was just thinking about this. That that book would look very nice in the Lou Brutus Museum of Band Memorabilia. You know, I if I could just have one thing placed in in the Hall of Fame, not that it has to be mine, but like you know, some cool poster or something that I had signed yeah. or some sort yeah. of rarity. You know, I yeah. that that would be kind of a good feeling. I, that would you know, be. That were a photo. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I just want to get all this stuff organized and, and get it into a book. That that's yep. really what I want to do. So I want to find somebody to to publish the um the planes on the sun and moon book. And mm -hmm. then through the course of this year, I'm, I'll I'll at least loosely organize all the memorabilia stuff, write up a book proposal and and let my lit agent shop it. And and we'll see, you know. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I think there's enough people. The thing with publishers, they want you to really sort of narrow cast everything. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you're going to do a book of memorabilia. Well, why don't you just do it on U2 
Well, and I'm like, well, I, I've, I've seen hundreds, maybe thousands of bands. I, I yeah. want them all represented here. Yep. So I think that might make it a bit harder for, for my <laughs> understanding of the publishing world, but I don't care. I, you know, I wanted to sort of, I, I still yeah, it, story, but I, I, maybe, maybe it will, but still, I think it's worth, uh, definitely worth doing because that's, I, the stuff that's, there's going to be stuff that doesn't make it into the book just simply because of space. I'm sure there should be a book about that too. <laughs> the double feature. What was that? What was that? I said there should be a book about the stuff that doesn't make it into the book. <laughs> oh, well, we could do that on here. We That's could true. do that on here. We absolutely I could just, could we do could that come on here for like six hours, and I could hold shit up in front of the camera. You know, I'm That's I'm true. good. We have time. Um, I'm good. Yeah, we'll schedule that in. Look at that. <laughs> By the way, this is another fine moment to bring up. Uh, if you're not actually watching the show, you're missing out. If you're just listening, you're missing out. We're getting shown stuff right now, and if you're not uh, on the video side of things, you're just missing it. So now this is the shot of Pam, Tommy, and I in the tub. It, oh, yeah. oh, wow! I didn't even. It was not cold that day. Woo! Inspired the film. We we later went out and cut a lot of glass with those. <laughs> They're glass cutting knives, you perverts. Stop it. That's just what they are. It's a, who is that hiding in the bush? <laughs> so, Lou, we've got a I've got one more. We got a game we're gonna play, but I've got one more question for you. We have to talk about it. If we didn't, uh, it would be weird, and I feel like it would be some sort of wrong. I'm, I'm talking about Darla the Wonder Dog. We got yeah. it. We gotta bring her because she's famous. She might be more famous than you. I know, I mean, no offense, but I'm just saying she might be more famous than you. She deserves to be more famous than me. D Darla the Wonder Dog is is my Yorkie poo, and uh, she's she's my best furry friend I've ever had. Uh, she really is one of my best friends, um, and I, I love her with all my heart and soul. And uh, you know, she's the only one who sits outside with me as I get those pl crazy plane pictures. <laughs> she sits outside and watches for kitties, oh, and yeah. I sit outside and watch for planes. And she will sometimes sit for hours outside and wow. just look up at me now and then, like, oh boy. This is great. Oh, boy. Looking for cats yeah. and planes. That's my Darla voice, by the way. Oh. Very, very rarely do people get to hear it. But uh, I, I but, didn't uh, get impressions. It's awesome. It, it's, you know, it's funny. I, I you know, I, I years ago when she was a, a pup, you know, I found she was literally starving to death when I brought her home and um, posted some pictures of her, you know, just like, you know, looking to fill the maw of social media mm -hmm. and people like, cause she's so small and cute and very feisty and you can see it in her eyes. Uh, so I started writing about our adventures together and uh, lots of artists started doing artwork of her. And uh, we started getting fan art from around the world. And this is like, we're not, I'm not like really trying to do this yeah. stuff yeah. sort of happened. And, and then, you know, later, um, I got together with the graphic artist I, I use the most, my old friend, Alan McBain, and we've done uh, two free Darla the Wonder uh, Dog coloring books. The first is Yorkie Submarine, which we did for the 50th anniversary of Yellow Submarine, and, and there she battles the, the blue kitties. Oh, and uh, cool. we did one last year that's sort of a mashup of uh, the uh, Mandalorian uh, and uh, WandaVision called um, uh, the Darla Lorian. Uh, yeah. And again, you can go to you can go to my website, lubrutus.com. You can find you can download them for free and that's cool. Color the pictures of my dog as a space superhero or uh, the the red dog witch or, you know, whatever it is that floats your boat. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, 
she, her, her friendship has been especially good. And, and, you know, I understand there are millions of people around the world, maybe more, um, who probably have had their sanity saved by their pets the yep. last couple of years with all the stress of what's going on and the lockdowns. And, you know, where I live with my family and I is actually a very nice place. We're down a peninsula. There's no through traffic. There's a lot of horse farms and turf farms. There's all sorts of wildlife. So if you're going to be stuck for two fucking years someplace, yeah, I've got a huge music and film collection. So, you know, that's yeah. the, the only thing was, you know, there's not a, a lot to go out and take pictures of. And, and that's yeah. how I stumbled into the plane picture. So, you know, hmm. my neighbors just here comes crazy Lou talking to his dog <laughs> right. and staring yeah. at the sun. You know, <laughs> that, that well, by the way, it's true. Is it really? They that's what they that's what they think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hey, hey, Lou, what are you? Are you pointing your camera at the sun? Yeah, trying to get airplanes up there. Hey, that's great, dude. Ooh, we'll see you. All right. Yeah, hey. see you later. You want a popsicle? <laughs> and, and by the way, I don't think they're they're worried that I talk to Darla. I think they're worried that I answer back for her in another. <laughs> Darla, yeah. get away from that bush. No way, Pop. Too many good smells. You know, it's like after they hear that for the thousandth time, I think they get a little a little leery of you, you know. Yeah. Oh, that is. That Lucky is I'm in rock and roll, so I'm the normalist guy I know. Right. Yes, right. absolutely. Yeah. And that is a good thing. That is amazing. All right. <clears throat> now, remember, Lou, you said yes to this whole thing we're doing right now. We're going to play a game. Yeah, and I've been preparing called, myself for this. Good. It's called Would You Rather? Now, there are three questions. You can, obviously, you're going to answer all <laughs> of them uh, because that's how the game works. You don't want to be a loser. Um, <laughs> the catch is you can answer them. I've, obviously. There, there's always a catch. There's always a catch. Every single <laughs> yeah, time. Every I'm, time. I'm, married to, I'm married to an attorney. I know. Ah. There's always a catch. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You have to elaborate on said question and answer. You have to say uh, yes or no. Sounds like my internet connection might be crapping out any second now. Of course it is. Of course. So that's the, that's the only... Uh, see what I did there? Did you see well that done. Was? That was really that was good. Really pretty good. good. Man. We're using that. All right. <laughs> We're going to do uh, the first question right now because this is what time it is. Would you rather have to... Um, do your show in a high-pitched voice or a metal scream? It would be easier to do it in a sort of high-pitched Monty Python <laughs> voice as opposed to a metal voice, which would hurt a lot, the Cookie Monster thing. You know, yeah. some, and there are there are countless vocalists who can do that and not hurt their throats. I, yeah. I am not one of them. So I would probably have to go with the high-pitched accent on or add that sort of cockney accent to it as well thank you very much or you could do the darla <gasps> the wonder dog voice the whole time Hi, papi. <laughs> that's perfect uh, uh, my pop Brutus couldn't make it he's but out tell nobody a crazy my crazy pop staring at airplanes <laughs> flying machines on the moon oh he's gone plum loco <laughs> oh, that's man. the whole show the entire show um, i how much do I need to pay? How much do I need to pay to make this work? I, you know, get a sponsorship. I can at least read the sponsorship in the voice. By the way, yeah. a, a true story from the from the, the 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 old rock and roll days of radio. There was a, a great production director I worked with for many years at WMMR in Philly, and he he, he ended up there like thirty plus years. Steve Lushbow. Mm. 
taught me how to edit tape. Fantastic guy. Um, he was a DJ for many years at a legendary radio station, WMMS in Cleveland back in like the early 1970s. Mm-hmm. So one night he and his wife uh, of the time are at a, a dinner and he gets really drunk and he realizes he's on the air that night at 10 o'clock and, and he's, there's no way he can, he can talk, but <laughs> Drunk, he starts talking as Bob Dylan, and he does the best Bob Dylan impression you've ever heard. Hey, hey, Steve, <laughs> WMMS. Um, so anyway, he figures that if he does the show as Bob Dylan, drunk, he'll be able to talk. But if he tries to do it as himself, he'll never get through the show and he'll get fired. So he went on for four hours. He never claimed to be Bob Dylan. He just spoke in the voice, and people naturally assumed it was Bob Dylan. So they were, you know, crowds wow. of people outside the radio station, everything. So that's crazy. He, he also, he also shows up on a famous uh, Devo album. I think it's called the Mongoloid years where mm-hmm. Devo is getting, they, they play the WMMS Halloween party before they had gotten signed and they are so obnoxious. They get driven off the stage by the staff of the radio station and the fans. And you can hear Steve like yelling from from off stage. I played it for him. He's like, that's me on there. So, that's and awesome. And the Devo guys were impressed that I knew somebody who was at that show. So wow. There you go. wow. Anyway, OK, next question. I'm ready. That's good. Parker, take it, buddy. All right. Hey, I get that. I get a good question. This is good. All right, Lou. <laughs> Would you rather always have the urge to pee or have to always wear a diaper oh i'd rather wear a diaper because having <laughs> the urge to pee all the time is one of the worst things in the world man yes, you know that, I, that, I mean that's a no-brainer yep. you're asking me essentially would you rather be unable to pee or would you rather be able to pee when you need I mean, that's 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 the simplest question you've probably asked in the history of this game in this program <laughs> there and there it is folks oh I, there it is I just want to answer that question. Yeah. I just want to wear a diaper. That's all I want to do. Uh, last last question. Guys in New York, big money for that. Okay. <laughs> um, would you rather be the person who flips the switch during executions, or be the judge who decides who should be executed? Ooh, that's no fun. Nope. <laughs> Do I get to wear a diaper in either one of those? No. Uh, that is your Never personal know. choice. You can. Okay. Uh, boy, I don't know. I suppose I'd rather be a judge. I don't know that I'd ever want to kill anybody, even no. if they deserved it. Yeah. It would depend, I suppose. But maybe if they had done wrong to me or mine. But other than that, I don't think I'd like to kill anybody. But, you know, a judge... With those robes on, diaper, no diaper, who's going to know, you know? And, they, and judges sit for a while, man. You may have to use that diaper. I once performed in a band called the Angry Young Judges. Oh. There you go. Well, I, I have, in fact, worn judges' robes. Oh. And a big powdered wig. Honestly, no, it, it's, I, I should explain this now very quickly. Uh, there's a, a great long-running band in Philadelphia called Baru Review. Mm-hmm. very theatrical and they have like uh, a, a a second band that they perform as sometimes they open for themselves other times in the middle of the set they walk out in judges robes and powdered wigs and perform 
term is the angry young judges. And uh, if they like you or your friends uh, with the group, they will sometimes invite you, give you the great honor of being uh, an honorary judge. And they give you a guitar, not plugged in, uh, and you get to go out and perform with them and, and do their big hit get me high i want to die and it's a great <laughs> fucking song and they're a great band so yeah so anyway that's as i've come to it oh my god that's awesome i dig that that's pretty cool guys i could do this shit all night yeah <laughs> well that just simply means we got to have you back on that's all that means so um but man that is uh that's all we got tonight man we appreciate you being on the show you can go find lou at loubrutus.com there is there is are the hard drive links over there or are those separate links uh, you know, you can go to hard drive for the show links and uh, it's at hard drive radio and all the social nets for the, for the radio program. And for me, myself, it's uh, Lou Brutus rocks on Facebook at Lou Brutus on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, the book you can get wherever the, where books are sold, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or, uh, you know, if you get it through your local bookstore, if you can support a local independent bookstore, if you can, because that it's like yeah. supporting record. And if, if you're lucky enough to still have one in town, you better go buy some shit. So it ain't going to be there much longer. You know? That's right. That's absolutely right. All right, Lou, we appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to speak with us, uh, young kids and, and enlighten us and give us some stories. It was awesome. We appreciate that. Um, guys, if you, uh, if you want to know more about Rockcast, rockcastshow.com. And again, if you're only listening and you're not watching, shame on you. Just... Just shame on you. Spotify has both. You can watch yeah. and listen. It's that simple. Just make it work. Rockcastshow.com. All right, guys. We'll see you again next week, next time. I don't know. Whenever it is we're back on. I'm not even aware of that right now. Um, it's just too good of a show. I don't care. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>